RNZ News at 6. Kia ora, good morning. I'm Nicola Wright. Air New Zealand says its newly announced capital raising plan, dubbed Survive, Revive, Thrive, will underpin its recovery. The airline plans to raise $2.2 billion through borrowing and the sale of new shares. Chief Executive Greg Foran says that with borders reopening and global travel recovering, the airline can look at restoring its business from the effects of the COVID pandemic. He says there is no better time. We think the timing on this is good in terms of border reopenings and even what we've seen domestically and around Omicron. Um, and I just stress again, you know, the fairness of what's been pulled together here I think is very thoughtful. Greg Foran says the plan is to expand domestic and international services, simplify the fleet and capitalise on the value of the loyalty programme. A man whose bank account was used to receive thousands of dollars in support of the occupation at Parliament is currently bankrupt and has been declared insolvent three times. Jamie Patrick Mansfield has built a social media following by posting anti-vax and conspiracy theories as Jay Ratana. The 35-year-old, who also goes by the name Jamie Murray, was declared bankrupt in 2008 and then again in 2012 and 2020. His account was used to receive donations for the protest movement known as Convoy NZ 2022. RNZ has seen evidence $14,000 was contributed to the account by early February. It's unclear how much was ultimately deposited or how it was used. The governor of Ukraine's northern Chernihiv region says Russian forces have continued to attack cities there despite the promise of a drastic reduction in military activity in the area. The BBC's Jonah Fisher says Ukrainians believe Russia's promise to withdraw some of its forces stems from its losses on the ground. Ukrainians now, particularly in relation to what is happening around Kiev, they might allow themselves a small smile because there is no doubt that Russia wanted to capture Kiev and indeed thought it would capture Kiev in the first few days of this war. It dropped paratroopers onto an airstrip just outside the city. It even tried to basically drive its tanks and armoured vehicles down the main roads into the city. They were stopped by Ukraine's resistance. Ukraine held them back just outside Kiev itself and indeed started to push them back. The first shipment of an antiviral pill for treating COVID-19 will be available for patients next week. Paxlovid has been promoted as the most significant breakthrough in the fight against COVID since vaccines were developed. Made by Pfizer, it's been shown to reduce hospitalisation rates by up to 90%. Pfizer's medical director for Australia and New Zealand, Krishanthiru, says it's given to immunocompromised people soon after a COVID diagnosis, before they become very sick. He says it serves as a second line of defence after the vaccine. 60,000 treatment courses of Paxlovid are available this year. Wellington is still covered in fog this morning and more flights have been cancelled. The fog is disrupting air traffic and has been since Tuesday evening, forcing the cancellation of more than 150 flights. Another 28 have so far been cancelled this morning. Met Service says the fog should clear by this afternoon, but Wellington Airport says there could be flow-on cancellations after that as airlines catch up on their schedules. Wellingtonians planning to hit the road first thing this morning to try out the long-awaited transmission gully route may not see much because of the fog. A Met Service forecaster, Two Poro Masters, says Wainui Saddle, the highest point of the new motorway at 253 metres above sea level, is likely to be in cloud. People should... Be very careful. I mean, the visibility is going to be down, you know, less than a thousand. So that that's going to be in fog. So people should be very careful 
that time. They turn on your lights. Cricket greats and entertainers have shared their favourite memories of Shane Warne at a memorial service at the Melbourne Cricket Ground. The spin bowler died of a suspected heart attack in Thailand earlier this month at the age of 52. The ABC's Annie Carney reports. Warren's father, Keith, told the crowd his family is comforted by the thought Shane did more in his 52 years than other people do in two lifetimes. Former cricketer Mark Taylor spoke of how much better the sport was for the spin king having played, and Merv Hughes called him a super bloke. Tributes have included nods to Warren's cricket success, charity work and friendships with people from all walks of life. There have also been musical performances from Elton John and Coldplay frontman Chris Chris Martin, while messages of love also came from Ray Martin, Kylie Minogue, Eric Banner and Hugh Jackman. In sport, Alyssa Healy hit her fourth one-day century as Australia cruised into the Women's Cricket World Cup final with a crushing 157-run victory over West Indies yesterday. Batting first at the Basin Reserve, Australia posted 305 for three and then bowled out the Windies for 148. In the title decider in Christchurch on Sunday, the tournament favourites will play either holders England or South Africa, who meet in today's second semi-final at Hagley Oval. The Wellington Phoenix have risen to fourth on the A-League ladder with a 3-0 win over the Brisbane Roar in Redcliffe, Queensland last night. They're now just a point behind third-placed Adelaide United, who have played three more matches. The All-Whites and Solomon Islands have just kicked off their final at the Oceania World Cup qualifying tournament in Qatar. And a British teenager has been sentenced to six weeks in prison for racially abusing England footballer Marcus Rashford on Twitter after last year's European Championship final. That's the news. Hi. Hey, Lucy. Whakarongo my Lavinians. Hey, are you a bit lazy like me? Oh, wait, I mean forgetful. Yeah, forgetful. Well, whether you're lazy, forgetful, or maybe a full bin is really too hard for you to wrangle. See what I did there, wheelie? Anywho, Lucy's lovely lavender bins are still available in Levin. And the beauty about this service, apart from sexy looking bins, Lucy's team will collect the bin and empty it for you. No remembering which day is bin day and getting it to the curb on time. Lucy's has a date with your bin so they'll find it and empty it. You just fill it and forget. Call Lucy's Bins today, 0508 787 753, 0508 787 753, or Google Lucy's Bins to learn more. Guess what? It's Open Transmission Gully. Coast Access Radio Weather. Courtesy of the Dominion Post. Just reading through some of the social media posts. Apparently open just before 1.30 this morning to southbound traffic. Marvellous stuff. Seven minutes past six it is. Welcome to Thursday the 31st of March. Big, big day. A fine day for Horta Fenable Carpety. Just a bit of morning cloud about for us. Could be again that low cloud through the Rautarangi Channel. And essentially light winds. Highs today between 21 and 24 for the region. Again got as warm as 24 Yesterday, 23-24, so 21 to 24, depending on where you are, 12 overnight tonight. Tomorrow is the first day of a new month, 1st of April. Blimey. April Fool's Day tomorrow, becoming cloudy, a shower or two from morning with a fresh southerly change. And highs around 19 or so tomorrow, maybe a fraction warmer in Hortofenua. And at this stage, the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, both partly cloudy, southerly dying Saturday and 20 light winds on Sunday with 21.
Now, Wellington, still that low cloud or fog this morning, clearing to fine weather by afternoon, light winds, then northerlies developing towards evening. 21 in the city today, and 24 in Manawatu, fine apart from some morning cloud. Southeast breezes dying out in the morning. Out to sea again, no gale warnings. The situation, a low to the northeast of the country, is moving slowly east, while the ridge currently covers the South Island. The front's moving northeast over the South Island late today and tomorrow, followed by another ridge on Saturday and Sunday. Out to sea locally, our Kapiti Recreational Marine forecast inshore from Waitereere to Pukadua Bay and out to Kapiti Island till midnight. Variable 5 knots, but southwest 10 for a time. This afternoon, sea slight, fine weather. Tomorrow, southerly 25 knots developing in the morning, easing to 15 in the evening, cloudy with a few showers, southwest swell of half a metre. Next tide on the coast is high tide just after 10 past 10, low tide just after 20 past 4. And the sun will be up at 26 to 8. It'll be earlier next week. Sunset, quarter past 7. At the moment, it's fairly fine. Might be one or two cloudy bits, but generally fine. A very light nor'easter and pressure at 1,017, 97% humidity around the place. This morning, Pukadua Bay is on 12. Pukadua Bay, 12. 11 in Altaki, 10.5 in Levin, 13 for Foxton and Shannon in Palmerston North at the moment, 16 Palmerston North. Wellington City, a bit of low cloud about, light nor'west of 12.5 in town. Waikanae's 13.5 and and just 10.5 currently in Poroporomu. Well, Transmission Gully is open, yes, it is functioning and working fine. And there are a whole bunch of new web cameras as well from NZTA on their page. So we've got to get used to what we're looking at and where we're looking and so on. But at this stage, from the various posts on social media, seems to be flowing well. Everyone's delighted and happy with it at this stage. A few bits and pieces to look out for, like low cloud at the top of the Wainui Saddle. That's our end as you go up the hill. And flowing fairly freely at the moment. Just watch the merge at the southern end. It seems to be one thing that Kelly's talking about, the merge point. Because four lanes go into two by Linden. But it is operating and functioning, and lots of people are happy this morning. Hooray. Hopefully we'll catch up with Kelly Fox later on this morning. She's going to be on TV, I believe, on TV3 at 10 to 7 this morning. But so far, so good for Transmission Gully and all the other highways that we monitor. State Highway 59, flowing well at Mackay's. No problems through Hordafenua and Kapiti, just usual roadworks here and there. A little bit cloudy and low cloud into Wellington as well. Looks like it's still relatively low visibility. Top of the gorge, Nauronga, Johnsonville, Newlands area. Just take care. Nauronga Gorge looks fairly busy this morning. wonder whether extra people have gone in early this morning just to traverse on Transmission Gully. May well be just people taking joy rides this morning, so beware. And as I say, lots of new web cameras this morning, looking at new roundabouts and interchanges and so on. I'd rather see the gully itself. I'm not really too fussed about some of the interchanges. Peikakariki, Kinipuru, Waitangaru and North, Pawatahanui, North. It's a little hard to just get your bearings. Waitangaru South is a roundabout there. So thank you for those letting us know. We'll keep up to date through the morning. So far, so good. Just spoke with Brent at Train Control. The trains are on time this morning. Metlink, Capital Connection, all on time. Again, could be some disruptions in the afternoon. They're still short-staffed with COVID. 
and so on, but all the morning trains are fine. Buses are good too. Kapiti Coast Airport, boy, that was busy yesterday with a number of diversions and a few jets, like Gulfstream jets or Lear jets or whatever they were. Yesterday might still be some of those today. So that was fairly good to hear and see. Kapiti Coast Airport expecting Air Chathams to leave at 5 to 7 this morning from the airport. Wellington Airport, there's a number of cancellations this morning over the next two or three hours. In fact, it looks, I'd say, most flights up until about 9 o'clock showing is cancelled. So I might just pay to check. I'm not going to read every single one out. The ones that are on the ground can leave, but a lot of them didn't come in yesterday evening because of the fog. So lots of cancellations on the board at Wellington Airport this morning. Ferries into Rhineland and Bluebridge sailing to schedule. So that's it, our commuter information at Coast Access Radio, 13 past 6. We'll keep up to date with what's going on at Transmission Galley. All open for business this morning. Latest in world news now from DW. This is DW News live from Berlin. Russia keeps up its attacks on Ukraine despite hopes for a reduction in military operations. The eastern region of Donetsk comes under heavy shelling as part of a possible shift in Moscow's war aims. The Kremlin says there's been no breakthrough at peace talks and that scaling back its forces isn't a ceasefire. Also coming up... Germany braces for possible disruptions to its gas deliveries from Russia and activates an early warning plan. This after Berlin rejects Moscow's demands to pay for gas in rubles. I'm Pablo Folilias. Welcome to the program. Ukrainian officials say the Russian military is continuing attacks on the capital, Kyiv, and the northern city of Chernihiv. That's despite Russia's pledge on Tuesday to drastically reduce military activity in both areas. Moscow's continued assault is fueling skepticism that peace talks in Turkey achieved any meaningful progress. Meanwhile, Russian forces are also intensifying attacks in the east of Ukraine. Russian attacks have fled again in southeastern Ukraine, like here in Donetsk. It's thought this is where Russia is concentrating its military strength. During talks in Istanbul on Tuesday, Russia's chief negotiator said operations around Kyiv and Cherniv would be scaled back. We believe that this is a repositioning, not a real withdrawal, and that we all should be prepared to watch for a major offensive against other areas of Ukraine. It does not mean that the threat to Kyiv is over. Despite the Russian statement, the regional governor said on Telegram that shelling continued in Geneva, though there hasn't been independent verification. The so-called reduction of activity in the Geneva region was demonstrated by enemy strikes all night long. Ukraine's general staff spoke on Facebook of a Russian ploy, and Ukrainian President Zelensky also sceptical. The enemy is still on our territory. The shelling of our cities continues. Mariupol is besieged. Missile and airstrikes have not ceased. That's the reality, and those are the facts. Now, Moscow has voiced its summary of the talks. Kremlin spokesperson Dmitry Peskov says there have been no breakthroughs 
and that much remains to be done. Well, for the latest on the ground in Ukraine, we're joined by DW correspondent Amien Esif, who's in the western city of Lviv. Amien, good to see you. Now, we just heard that the governor of uh, Chernihiv region denying that Russia actually reduced its military activity there, as promised yesterday. What more can you tell us? Well, the mayor of Chernihiv said that last night was just as they expected, Pablo. In other words, he never trusted the Russian promise that they would reduce military activity in the area. He said that the bombing started just hours after the promise was made and uh, claimed several lives. Now, people I've talked to in the Kiev region were woken up last night uh, by the sound of bombing as well. Uh, and the Ukrainian military reported shooting down Russian missiles headed in that direction. So this flies in the face of the Russian promises that were made that said they wanted to build trust in order to go forward with negotiations and to re greatly reduce military activity in the area, Pablo. Amian, there have been uh, reports also about intensified shelling in eastern Ukraine. What's the latest? Well, in Kharkiv, that's Ukraine's second largest city. It's been a hot spot of uh, Russian uh, bombing since the very beginning of the invasion. Uh, things have ramped up there, according to local officials. The governor said that the city was hit 180 times with grad rockets, causing damage to civilian infrastructure and also residential buildings. Now, uh, that city as I said, is the second largest city in Ukraine, and it's in the east, but it's not part of the Russian-occupied Donbass region. It's close to that area, and Russia is trying to take control, but so far they've only managed to surround half of the city and to continue to bombard it. And if Russia uh, is following through with these plans to reduce activity around Kiev and to move their attention further east, then I think that city is going to see more bombardments like we saw today, uh, more uh, destruction to civilian infrastructure and more loss of human lives, Pablo. DW correspondent Amian Esif reporting from the city of Lviv in Ukraine. Thank you. Well, here are some of the other headlines related to the war in Ukraine. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov met Chinese counterpart Wang Yi in China on Wednesday. It's the first in-person, high-level diplomatic encounter between the countries since Russia's invasion of Ukraine, which China has not condemned. Lavrov is in China for a meeting of the foreign ministers of countries bordering Afghanistan. The UN Refugee Agency says more than 4 million people have now fled the fighting in Ukraine. That's nearly 10% of the country's pre-war population. More than half of all refugees have crossed from Ukraine into neighbouring Poland. And in the midst of tensions over the war, a moment of cooperation, two Russian cosmonauts have landed back on Earth, bringing with them a US astronaut. Mark Vandehei caught a ride home from the International Space Station on board a Russian capsule. The group touched down in uh, Kazakhstan. Well, the leader of the Russian Republic of Chechnya is calling for the storming of Ukraine's capital, Kyiv, as part of Russia's so-called special military operation. For years, soldiers from Chechnya have been fighting alongside pro-Russian separatists in eastern Ukraine. Chechen separatists 
fought two wars against Russia after the collapse of the Soviet Union. But Russia violently defeated the separatists. Now Chechnya is part of the Russian Federation and is ruled by Ramzan Kadyrov, a loyal ally of President Vladimir Putin. Putin has repeatedly called upon Kadyrov's military fighters to undertake risky missions in Ukraine. But some Chechen separatists have also joined the war on the Ukrainian side, fighting against Russian forces. They're seen as the muscle of the Russian military, feared for their brutality on the battlefield. Soldiers from Chechnya fighting for President Vladimir Putin in Ukraine. The Chechens are believed to be in the thick of a fighting here, in what's left of Mariupol. They've released this footage, they say is from inside the city. It shows them going house to house and firing on residential buildings. They're loyal to this man, Ramzan Kadyrov, the pro-Kremlin president of the Chechen Republic, who calls himself Putin's foot soldier. I'd like to give some advice to the current president of Ukraine, Volodymyr Zelensky, before he becomes the former president of Ukraine. You should hurry up and call our president, the commander-in-chief, Vladimir Putin, and ask for his forgiveness. During the Second Chechen War, Kadyrov and his militia helped Moscow defeat separatist rebels and bring Chechnya back under Russian control. It was a brutal war that left the capital Grozny in ruins, scenes similar to the destruction seen today in Ukraine. Kadyrov claims tens of thousands of his men are fighting in Ukraine. Whatever their true number, they're seen as a potent psychological weapon for Vladimir Putin. But analysts suggest they might actually be more hype than help. This footage, filmed by the Ukrainian military on the outskirts of Kyiv, claims to show what's left of a Chechen column after an ambush. Burnt-out armor litters the road. But Kadyrov denies his forces suffered any setback. Some say that many of our fighters were killed. We have not sustained a single loss. Not a single soldier has been wounded. Not a single soldier scratched. Not a single person has even caught a cold. A fierce firefight in a village northeast of Kyiv. This video was posted on social media by a Ukrainian volunteer unit. It's believed fighters from Chechnya are in its ranks, fighting for the government in Kyiv and against Ramzan Kadyrov. Chechens on both sides of a front line, in a war within a war. Well, as we've mentioned, Chechen leader Ramzan Kadyrov has called for the storming of Kyiv, even as Russia signaled it would reduce its forces around the capital. Earlier, we talked to Miriam Hess, a research fellow at the German Council on Foreign Relations, who's written extensively on Chechnya and its militias. We asked her if Kadyrov is acting outside of the Kremlin's authority. First of all, I think we have to understand uh, Kadyrov's role really in the Putin's uh, power structure. And this is more um, that Kadyrov is really the only person or one of the persons that is only loyal to Putin himself, right? So I think this narrative of him acting outside of Putin's command is something 
I'm highly skeptical about. I think um, this maneuver of him really like trying to emphasize this war narrative of being ready to storm and um, like to fight Kiev is something which is just like playing into the narrative of him um, trying to in instrumentalize um, the stereotype of the Chechen war-proven combat experience fighter again. So I'm highly skeptical about him really acting outside of Putin's command. Um, I rather think that he's... Um, trying to add some fight experienced um, narrative again to the conflict as Russia is now like allegedly retrieving its troops from um, Kiev. Well, Russia's war on Ukraine has given added urgency to EU efforts to wean itself off Russian oil and gas. Today, both Poland and Germany have announced plans to bring or uh, to address the issue of energy security on the continent. And for more on the impact of the Ukraine war on EU energy supplies, let's bring in Marcin Buzanski. He's a senior advisor at the Warsaw Security Forum in the Polish capital, Warsaw. Marcin, I'd uh, like to start with a soundbite from the Polish Prime Minister today and then get your take on it. Today we are presenting the most radical plan in Europe to move away from Russian hydrocarbons, away from Russian oil, Russian gas, from Russian coal. This most radical plan is needed. It is needed so that finally Europe will wake up. We knew that Russia is using gas and oil, but especially gas as a tool of blackmail. Marcin, so Poland is the vanguard in Europe pushing for a complete cut with Russia in oil, gas and coal. Now, we heard this morning that Russia is backing down on its immediate demands for energy payments in rubles. Is the Kremlin feeling pressure now over the threat to its energy exports? Well, thank you very much for the invitation. It's a pleasure to be here um, again. I believe that uh, this whole uh, exchange uh, um, in terms of paying with rubles for um, for the, the gas supplies, uh, it, it's all a publicity stunt. I, I cannot imagine that uh, the Kremlin expected it will be treated uh, seriously in the face of sanctions and in the face of the uh, ongoing invasion. So uh, I believe they are feeling the pressure. Um, and while, of course, they still have uh, a lot of uh, currency reserves, uh, they can definitely see that uh, the sanctions uh, will have a large uh, impact. And uh, in, that, uh, in that view, it's certainly a positive thing that we're seeing coming from Poland, uh, the announcement uh, to cut off all supply of coal, of gas, um, uh, of oil coming from Russia, uh, and uh, uh, certainly uh, one that was expected from the Polish government who, uh, who was uh, making uh, those announcements for a long time, that they'll be willing to do that move and, and finally now um, making it happen, uh, which, of course, puts uh, even more pressure on uh, on Germany um, uh, to do a, a, a similar type of uh, announcement um, uh, as we know that uh, that is uh, has been a difficult case for the German government to decide uh, but certainly we can see that the pressure uh, will be mounting buying a new home or an investment property you'll need a lawyer best practice can help you buying your first home those KiwiSaver forms can be tricky to fill out You'll need a lawyer. Best practice can help you. Selling a property or subdividing. You'll need a lawyer for that too. Best practice can help you. 
Hi, it's Trish here from Best Practice Lawyers. You will love working with the best team because we know what we're doing and we get results. Call us now. Time is 27 past 6, Coast Access Radio for Thursday, 31st of March. Transmission Gully is open. And so far it's got the pass mark from most people commenting on social media. Good. There'll be a few teething problems, but it is definitely open. Good news. More news from PMN News at 6.30. We'll check weather for the central region and the main centres. And Dom Post is here. There's a big transmission gully lift out for paper today. Thought this might be appropriate. King or queen of the road. Trailers for sale or rent. Rooms to let 50 cents. No phone, no pool, no pets. Ain't got no cigarettes about Two hours of pushing broom buys a epitaph for bedroom mama. Man of means, by no means, king of the road. Third box car, midnight train, destination mango main. All worn out suits and shoes. I don't pay no union dues. Smoke all stokies I have found. Short but not to be around I'm a man of means by no means King of the road Every engine on every train All of the children and all of their names Every hand up in every town And every lock that ain't locked when no one's around I sing trailers for sale or rent Rules at 50 cents Cigarettes about two hours of pushing broom as a hip-tropped broom. Man of means, by no means, king of the road, king of the road, king of the road. COVID restrictions are easing from Tuesday morning, but an Auckland Council member says the Pacific community should still be extremely careful. The use of vaccine passes and QR codes will be gone, along with mandates for many job sectors. Otara Papatoetoe Local Board Chair Upulu Reza Otangavaya says the Pacific community have proven to be more vulnerable in all COVID statistics. Pacific people have disproportionately been affected in terms of infection of COVID, hospitalization and of deaths. And so I guess there's a bit of mixed messages when we hear leaders of opposition parties and business leaders say, let's relax things. But we're the ones bearing the cost of it. It's our lives, our health that has been sacrificed. The first international flight into Wellington Airport in eight months is due to land at Wellington Airport tonight. It's the first of more than a 100 inbound flights scheduled before the end of May, re-establishing direct air links between the capital and Brisbane, Melbourne and Sydney. The trans-Tasman bubble was paused in July last year because of Australia's COVID-19 Delta outbreak. 
And to the Pacific and in Fiji, regional solidarity was at the heart of Foreign Minister Nanaya Mahuta's discussion at the Pacific Islands Forum in Suva this week. In her first visit to the Pacific, Nanaya Mahuta spoke of the importance of cohesion among leaders as international borders reopen. She says Micronesia's decision to pause their withdrawal allows the forum time to upgrade some of their procedures. And there's been a lot of conversations around trying to ensure that the Micronesian states uh, don't uh, leave uh, the PIF. In fact, they have uh, announced that they're prepared to pause uh, their membership of the PIF as we continue to have conversations around modernising processes. Tonga's Prime Minister has announced a three-day ease on lockdown restrictions to take effect from Saturday. Businesses, including restaurants and banks, will be allowed to open from 5 a.m. to 8 p.m. It is a temporary break in a hard lockdown that has been enforced for nearly two weeks. The lockdown enforces stricter measures such as the closures of all restaurants. Shops have only been allowed to open on Saturdays and 90% of the population are double vaccinated and 40 have received their booster. And finally, a former rugby league star has shared his turnaround from jail time to studying a master's degree at university. Russell Packer played 12 years in the NRL for the Warriors, Dragons and West Tigers. Packer says it's taken a lot of hard work for him to turn his life around after being sentenced for jail or to jail for assault in 2014. For more, you can visit pmnnews.co.nz. Think you need a new roof? Then think again. Give your roof new life and new colour by the professionals for less cost. Fixit Roofing are exclusive Kofi roofing agents for the Pararua and Kapiti districts. Fixit Roofing can paint your concrete tiles or iron roof and resurface decromastic tiles. We're specialists in pointing, mortaring, sealing leaks, replacing old nails and applying rust-kill treatments. With our roof inspections, you'll receive a full report with options. Let us install your new roof with guttering too. And our maintenance program will rid your roof, gutters, decks, paths of moss and lichen. Give Kelly a call on 04-298-5172 or 800 Kofi. Fix-It Roofing Limited, a member of Roof Association New Zealand, are your Kofi roofing agents for the Porua and Kapiti districts. Roofing specialists for over 35 years. Call the Kofi guys. Call the Kofi guys. Post Access Radio Weather, courtesy of the Dominion Post. Good morning, 26 to 7. Welcome to Thursday, the 31st of March. Transmission Gully open for business and flowing freely. Forecast today for Horta Whenua, Kapiti, another fine day for this last day of March. Blimey, last day of financial year for some businesses. Fine weather, just some morning cloud about and light winds and highs today. They say 21 for Kapiti, 24 in Horta Whenua. We had 24 yesterday. 12 overnight tonight. 1st of April, April Fool's Day tomorrow, becoming cloudy with a shower or two from morning and a fresh southerly change, so a little cooler tomorrow, 19 to 22. Come the weekend, it should be okay, just partly cloudy. Saturday, southerly dying in 20, partly cloudy, light winds 21 on Sunday. Wellington, low cloud or fog this morning, clearing to fine by afternoon. Light winds, the northerlies developing towards evening. 21 in Wellington today, 24 in Manawatu. Fine apart from some morning clouds, southeast breezes dying out in the morning.
Central New Zealand today, Whanganui, mainly fine, maybe some morning low cloud and fog. Could be an afternoon or evening shower around Whanganui. Southeast breeze is dying out 25. Mainly fine for Taranaki today. Again, morning low cloud and fog and a chance of an afternoon or evening shower. Light winds 23. For the Wairarapa today, isolated showers at first, then partly cloudy northeast at least 24. A few showers still for Hawke's Bay, but becoming isolated this evening, light winds 23. Blenheim and Marlborough today, morning low cloud, otherwise fine, northerlies developing in 25. Auckland fine, apart from morning cloud, light winds 25. Christchurch low cloud with possible drizzle clearing defined by afternoon, and then the cloud returning late in the evening. Northeasterly's dying out 21. Dunedin, low cloud and possible morning drizzle clearing defined by afternoon, and then rain developing this evening. Northeasterly's change brisk southerly and 20. Near the water today, no wind warnings, no gale warnings, no significant swell. It'll be high tide at 10 past 10, low tide at 20 past 4 this afternoon. Sunrise at 26 minutes to 8. Sunset at a quarter past 7. Fairly fine morning here. I wonder if we'll get that sea fog again like we did in between the island and the mainland. At the moment, just a very light nor'easter and pressure at 1,017, 97% humidity. 12 degrees, Pukadua Bay and Paikakariki, 11 for Otaki. Levin's 11, 13 in Foxton and Shannon. Wellington City at the moment, bit of low cloud, light nor'wester 13. Waikanae 13 and Poroporamu just around 10 degrees. Traffic is flowing freely if you're coming down from Hortofena or Kapiti southbound. Just the usual roadworks and temporary speed restrictions there. But once you get south, essentially of Pekka Pekka onto the expressway, it's free flowing. And even on to, yes, you know what, Transmission Gully. It is open. People have said it's been an absolute joy to drive on this morning. Officially open just before 1.30 to southbound traffic this morning. One or two little things to watch, particularly the merge at the southern end when you get back onto the motorway just near Linden just before Tawa, just be wary of that. And a few people have said there's still some loose chip around this morning, but that's going to be bedded in by the traffic. But apart from that, most people are very, very happy with it and saying, yes, it is shaving some time off, maybe 10 minutes, plus the fact you don't have to queue and wait in traffic lights and so on and so forth. So it's all open. There are a bunch of new web cameras as well on the NZTA website nzta.govt.nz and traffic seems relatively light light to moderate at this stage they've got cameras now at Mackay's crossing Paikakariki there's a roundabout there which I guess is the off-ramp to go back onto State Highway 59 and a few others so now the problems slow cloud in places as you get closer to Newlands and Johnsonville this morning fairly busy actually it looks quite busy at Newlands a lot of traffic there this morning. Just wonder whether there's excess traffic. There's people just taking a bit of a joy ride on Transmission Gully this morning. No reports of crashes or accidents. Basically good driving apart from the low cloud in places. Just take care this morning. Desert Road looks good. Another highways, a bit of cloud, the Matuckas and so on. Thank you for those letting us know. Uh, the trains, Brent says, running to timetable on the Kapiti Line, Metlink, Capital Connection, all good. Buses fine. Again, could be some disruptions with staff shortages. Air Chatham should leave at 5 to 7. There were lots of planes yesterday, including one or two jets. The Kapiti Coast Airport diverted from Wellington. 
because of the foggy bits. A lot of cancelled flights this morning. In fact, most flights seem to be cancelled, and I think it's, again, affected by fog at Wellington Airport. Most flights on the board for the next three or four hours showing as cancelled this morning as departures. So just check if you are flying in and out of Wellington this morning or meeting someone. Ferries are on time, though. Commuter information at Coast Access Radio 21 to 7. We're all happy with Transmission Gully. Hooray! It's here. They said it would be here by the end of March, and it's open. We'll check for you in just a moment what's in today's Dominion Post newspaper. It's a thick one today. To die's first die, to die's first die. First day a shepherd's pie is everybody happy. You bet your life we are. You're listening to my cousin Todd Zayner for breakfast on Coast Access Radio. Oh, there's a transmission gully lift out in the paper. That's why it's so thick. The last day of March with the Eurythmics. Monday finds you like a bomb It's been left ticking there too long You're bleeding Some days there's nothing
I say for the world today, it's the Eurythmics First Thing Thursday, the last day of March with Coast Access Radio. Coming up 16 to 7, Todd Zayner for breakfast. Yes, Transmission Gully is open for business. And so far, most comments positive. There are one or two things to iron out. Some of the real tests, maybe later in the day, coming home, not having to do that merge anymore at Pukarua Bay, for example. And then for the weekend as well. Shaves off about 10 minutes, maybe, on your ordinary commute without traffic and so on. It'll do nicely. I look forward to driving it later today. Check the Dom Post in just a moment. few people have made submissions to the Creative Communities Grants Scheme with the Kapiti Coast District Council. I see councillors having a meeting this morning. I think you can watch it online, can't you? 9.30 this morning, the Grants Allocation Subcommittee meeting is taking place this morning discussing the applications for the Creative Communities Grants. So see how you got on. 16 to 7 it is. Thursday morning, not a bad Thursday. Again, it's been a dry month, though. Dominion Post is here. It's a thick one because of the lift-out, the Transmission Gully Guide. The big Transmission Gully Guide. In fact, strangely enough, I don't know why, we've got two of them in the paper this morning. Did everyone else get two? I don't know why we have two. They're exactly the same. They're supposed to be one. Front page, New Zealand's burning health issue. It's all about melanoma. New Zealand has the highest rate of melanoma and highest melanoma death rates in the world, according to new research. So read about that on the front page. Also, a bit more health. Capitals District Health Board to end year. I guess today is the end of the year with $53 million deficit. Pages 2 and 3, new lease of life. Still some time away for Civic Square in Wellington City, getting people back into the city. Pilot flouted safety rules for 20 years. A 76-year-old pilot with a flagrant disregard for aviation safety has been told his attitude is unlikely to improve at his age. And he won't be getting his flying license back. Why pook it, our man? Read about that on page two. Pages two and three, council's lagging consent process stalls building. This is the Hutt City Council. Heartbreak. There's a popular Cuba Street restaurant in the city closes its doors. You ever been there? Tulsi. Tulsi? Fog grounds passengers and continues to do so this morning at Wellington Airport. Yeah, a lot of diversions to Kapiti Coast Airport. It was nice hearing and seeing jets. A couple of them. Flying out. Anzac Day banned for troops. Kiwi troops have been ordered not to attend public Anzac Day commemorations in this country. With COVID. And two students have been suspended and another taken to hospital after a fight at a Hawke's Bay High School. Oh, Lotto as well. No big winners here. A couple of people. One first division. And even second division. No, no. Hortofino or Kapiti tickets. Sorry. Page four, America's Cup. We put enough on the table. Uh, kind of sick of hearing about that, really. It's going to Barcelona. Do we care? Groundswell refuses to meet Prime Minister in group. Groundswell New Zealand has declined an offer to meet with the Prime Minister. Couple find more fossil on a visit to a beach. Auckland. <laughs> 
Some of the other headlines on page four. No change, no charge for MPs. COVID rules breach. Elizabeth Kitty Kitty. Body of a tramp has been found in Milford Sound. New Zealand medical team deployed to Tonga. Pike River site ready for handover to dock. Page five. Greens urge scrapping of benefit clawbacks. New home for experiments amid Scott Base redevelopment. I'd love to go down there. Antarctica. Now, pages six and seven, concentrating on Transmission Gully, with the official opening ceremony yesterday. A lot there. So excited to try it out, what it's like to drive through for the first time. And a few other questions and answers. I'll find out more after seven. All elements for the perfect storm hit Tairafiti as well. And the weather, the way it's been, that's on page 8. Page 9, call to extend ACC birth bill. Get bang for your buck at the butchery. Cost of living story on page 9. Also on page 9, accused spy wants to see the evidence. Then Wellington's creative voice on page 10 and the business news from page 11. Onwards, Air New Zealand recapitalising to recover and so on. Back page in the sports section, it's America's Cup. Spanish Inquisition. Nobody expected the Spanish Inquisition. Team New Zealand's defection to Barcelona is all about the Bucks and confirms the America's Cup is more a business than a sport. It's an opinion piece. It's not a fact. On the back page of the paper, mind you, we've been saying that for years. Uh, Australia absolutely trounced the West Indies yesterday at the Basin Reserve, didn't they? Alyssa Healy doing the business. The ICC Women's Cricket World Cup final. Second semi-final today between England and South Africa. That'll be much closer, you'd think. Bit of rugby league, rowing, tennis, squash. More cricket, motorsport, yachting. Indeed. When are the Warriors playing? Warriors play the Broncos. Saturday afternoon. Okay. Nice piece about Shane Warne. There was a big, big tribute at the Melbourne Cricket Ground yesterday. That was on live TV, Sky Sport yesterday. A bit more about cricket, domestic cricket, football as well. All Whites are playing at the moment. Catch up how they're doing in our news and as I say a good day to get the paper because your transmission gully guide lift out is in the paper today I've got two of them that's your paper nine minutes to seven Tanya says she thinks she heard the train no toot though sitting at Levin at the moment so Tanya says she'll see if it makes a toot when it leaves supposed to be on time and as of tomorrow don't forget train fares basically halved including the capital connection from tomorrow the 1st of April that's not an April Fool's joke public transport fares all halved nicely nine minutes to seven it is at Coast Access Radio yes Transmission Gully is open for business and flowing fairly freely at this stage take care I know it's a novelty. Apparently already the first few speeding tickets have been handed out. 
Opened officially just before 1.30 this morning to southbound traffic. So we're moving on through Transmission Gully, eh? As it blew and blew, said hello to the Southland, we're coming to you and we're moving on. Oh, hear my song. You had to laugh at me, but I've set you free and I'm moving on. to me cause I got a pretty mama in Tennessee keep moving me on keep rolling on so shovel the coal let this rattle a roll and keep moving me on Mr. Engineer take that throttle in hand of this rattle is the fastest in the southern land keep moving me on keep rolling on you're gonna ease my mind put me there on time and keep rolling on You just wouldn't listen or pay me no mind. No, I'm moving on. I'll soon be gone. You have broken your bow and it's all over now, so I'm moving on. You switched your engine, now I ain't got time for a driving woman on my main line, cause I'm moving on. I'm rolling on. I've warned it twice, now you can settle the price, cause I'm moving on. Sunday, baby, when you have your play, you're gonna watch your daddy, but your daddy will say, keep moving on, stay the way too long, I'm through with you too bad, you're blue, keep moving on. We're moving on, moving on, Transmission Gully this morning, it's all moving indeed, Hank Snow at Coast Access Radio, good stuff, six to seven. You might want to get your legs moving today with Thursday walking groups out and about. And they're out and about indeed today. Nice day for it. The Kapiti Thursday walking group meeting at the picnic area across the bridge at Queen Elizabeth Park. Picnic area across the bridge on the right from the Paikakariki entrance to Queen Elizabeth Park. Taking a walk up and down the track at Faridoa Beach and so on. So that'll be good. Kapiti Thursday walking group and the Kapiti Cardiac Club Thursday group meeting at the car park across the railway line, Waikanae Railway Station. Good fun. Where you're walking to might be a bit of a mystery. So enjoy your walk today. Weather will be good for it around Horta Whenua and Kapiti. Five minutes to seven, Coast Access Radio. Hi, this is Jean from Kapiti Coast Property Management. Are you aware of all the legislation required with your investment property? Not just insulation and smoke alarms, but now heating, ventilation, moisture ingress, drainage and draft stopping. Let me manage these burdens for you. 18 years experience with great fees and service. 
contact Jean on 027 682 5399 or check out the website on www.kcpm.co.nz. Four minutes to seven, Coast Access Radio, standing by for our seven o'clock RNZ News and Sport. We'll update weather and the traffic for you. And a lot of people wondering about Transmission Gully. Lots of positive comments on social media through the traffic updates page. That's the one that Kelly Fox administers. We might even get hold of Kelly. I know Kelly's been on the gully. She was one of the first on it publicly this morning, just after half past one. She's been on TV this morning. All sorts of radio interviews. See if we can get hold of Kelly. She's awake. Do that around quarter past seven, eh? In the meantime, how's your life? The Salvation Army band played And the children drank lemonade And the morning lasted all day All day And through an open window like Sinatra in a younger day Pushing the town He said in winter 1963 It felt like the world would freeze With John F. Kennedy And the Beatles
Kia ora tātou, ko Nicola Wright, tēnei me ngā pitopito kōrero, RNZ News at 7. Air New Zealand says it faces an uncertain road back to profit despite a large refinancing plan. The airline plans to raise $2.2 billion through borrowing and the sale of new shares. Its chief executive, Greg Foran, says the money will go into developing new routes, buying new planes and facilities and staff costs, as well as repaying some of its recent borrowing from the government. The plan is being dubbed Survive, Revive, Thrive. Mr Foran says it'll be three years at least before the company's back in profit, and even then it will probably only be about 90% of the size it was before the pandemic. A man whose bank account was used to receive thousands of dollars in support of the occupation at Parliament is currently bankrupt and has been declared insolvent three times. Jamie Patrick Mansfield has built a social media following by posting anti-vax and conspiracy theories as Jay Rathana. The 35-year-old, who also goes by the name Jamie Murray, was declared bankrupt in 2008 and then again in 2012 and 2020. His account was used to receive donations for the protest movement known as Convoy NZ 2022. RNZ has seen evidence $14,000 was contributed to the account by early February. It's unclear how much was ultimately deposited or how it was used. Ukraine's military says Russia does appear to be regrouping its invasion forces to concentrate on the eastern regions of Donetsk and Luhansk, as it said last week it would. However, fighting has continued unabated elsewhere in Ukraine and Kiev is still coming under fire, the BBC's Lise Doucette reports from the capital. It's the 35th day of war. The first day, though, after Russia said it would drastically reduce its military operations around this capital and the city of Cherniev to the north. But the air raid sirens still sounded before first light and they have kept wailing across this city throughout the day. And the boom of artillery fire on the outskirts reverberates across this city. I can still hear it now. Researchers say New Zealand had the world's highest death rate from melanoma in 2020. More than 350 people in this country die of it each year. In a study by a group of European and Australian researchers, it was found that the next highest rates were in Australia, then in Western Europe, North America and Northern Europe. Melanoma is rare in most African and Asian countries. There were more than 300,000 cases worldwide in 2020 and nearly 60,000 deaths. The researchers estimate that by 2040, the number of cases will have increased by 50% and deaths by nearly 70%. The first shipment of an antiviral pill for treating COVID-19 will be available for patients next week. Paxlovid has been promoted as the most significant breakthrough in the fight against COVID since vaccines were developed. Made by Pfizer, it's been shown to reduce hospitalisation rates by up to 90% and has been approved for use in 40 other countries. Pfizer's Medical Director for Australia and New Zealand, Krishan Thiru, says it's an important second line of defence for immunocompromised people. This is something that you take when you've just been diagnosed but before you become very sick and the idea is that prevents you from progressing to that severe disease that might lead you to needing hospitalisation. 60,000 treatment courses of Paxlovid are available this year. Canterbury now has the country's highest rate of new COVID-19 infection. It's been nine weeks since the first official community case of Omicron was reported. 
and about 12% of the country is now known to have been infected. Case numbers have peaked nationally, but each region has had a different trajectory. Some of the North Island's more rural district health boards are still just behind Canterbury and South Canterbury with high daily infection rates. The Southern DHB says case numbers appear to be easing in Queenstown and Dunedin, but are still growing in most of Southland, including Invercargill, Gore and Matoda. ACC has significantly reduced the number of staff who can look at sensitive claim files. RNZ has previously reported concerns about how the agency manages the claims of sexual abuse survivors. More on this from Anusha Bradley. Following an internal review, ACC has cut the number of staff with access to sensitive claims by nearly 40% to 865. It's also making changes to its claim system so it can track and monitor which parts of a file staff are looking at and is investigating whether it can also limit certain parts of a file from being accessed at all. Victim advocates say the changes will provide some relief for abuse survivors worried about privacy. The ACT Party says it shows there was no need for so many staff to have access in the first place. The American film star Bruce Willis is stepping back from acting because of his health. His family say the 67-year-old is suffering from aphasia, a medical condition that's affecting his cognitive abilities. Aphasia, which can be caused by a stroke, head injury, brain tumour or disease, can affect a person's ability to communicate. The new transmission gully highway north of Wellington is now officially open and Waka Kōtahi is expecting it to be busy this morning. It's foggy again in the capital, but the agency's general manager of transport services, Brett Glidden, says the speed limit will be automatically adjusted if the fog is heavy. He's reminding people who just want to visit the long-awaited road and see it for themselves that it will be around for many years to come. More flights in and out of Wellington Airport have been cancelled because of the fog, which is not expected to clear before this afternoon. In sport, the All Whites are currently playing Solomon Islands in the final of the Oceania World Cup qualifiers in Qatar. A short time ago, the score was 2-0 to New Zealand early in the second half, with Bill Tui Loma and Chris Wood the goal scorers. The Wellington Phoenix have climbed into the A-League's top four thanks to a 3-0 win over the Brisbane Roar in Queensland last night. And in what's being described as close to the perfect performance, Australia have cruised into the Women's World Cup final with a 157-run win over the West Indies at the Basin Reserve. Alyssa Healy hit her fourth ODI ton to help them set up a total of 305 for three, which the West Indies never came close to. It was uh, probably exactly what we've been searching for um, this whole World Cup. Yeah, which was awesome. And um, I guess to be able to do it on the big stage under pressure as a group was, was really pleasing. And hopefully we can do it once more on Sunday. England and South Africa meet in the second semi-final in Christchurch today. And it's now 3-0, all whites over the Solomon Islands in Qatar. That's the news. Hi, Owen here from Auto Super Shop Cavity. Some may know us as Woodman Automotive, Mahi Street, Waikanae. I've been in the game now for over 50 years, and together, our team, we've got over 150 years of experience in our workshop. And with the latest tools and diagnostics to really look after your vehicle. Remember us, Auto Super Shop Cavity, 04293 7651. It's the place to stop your auto super shops. Post Access Radio Weather, courtesy of the Dominion Post. Good morning, 8 past 7, Thursday, 31st of March, Transmission Gully opened. Did you ever think we'd ever say that? Really? 
flowing fairly freely this morning. Today, the forecast for Hortofin will carpet another fine day. March has been a very dry month, hasn't it? Another fine day, just a bit of morning cloud about and light winds. 21 for Kapiti, 24 for Hortofenua today. We had as warm as 24 yesterday, 12 overnight tonight. Tomorrow, brand new month, 1st of April. Tomorrow, becoming cloudy with a shower or two from morning with a fresh southerly change. Highs between 19 and 22 tomorrow. And at the stage of the weekend, pretty good, just partly cloudy both days. Southerly's dying on Saturday with 20, light winds 21 on Sunday. Now, Wellington, low cloud or fog this morning, clearing to fine by afternoon. Light winds, then northerly's developing towards evening. That'll clear the fog. 21 in Wellington, 24 in Manawatu. Fine apart from morning cloud, southeast breezes dying out this morning. No gale warnings out to sea. Let's check our marine forecast, our Kapiti recreational weather inshore today. Whited Eddy to Pukadua Bay out to Kapiti Island till midnight. Variable winds 5 knots, but southwest 10 for a time this afternoon. Sea slight and fine weather. And tomorrow, southerly 25 knots developing in the morning, easing to 15 in the evening, cloudy with a few showers. Southwest swell half a metre. Cook straight today, southerly 20 knots, but variable 10 south of Cape Terafiti, becoming variable 10 knots everywhere late morning. Northerly 15 knots developing this evening, moderate sea easing with areas of morning fog. Next tide on the coast will be high tide 10 past 10, low tide 20 past 4, and the sun will be up at 26 to 8 this morning. Sunset will be at a quarter past 7. It's a fairly fine morning. We've got that low cloud again. On the Rotorangi Channel, like yesterday, just a very light nor'easter. Pressure still 1,017, 97% humidity. Pukadua Bay in Paikakariki, 12, 11 in Otaki, 11 in Levin also. Foxton and Shannon showing 13, and a warm 16.5 in Palmerston North, currently with that easterly. Wellington City, some low cloud hugging the hills again this morning with a, well, relatively light northerly, 13 in town. Why can I 13 and Potoporomu at the moment gone down to 10 degrees? And yes, Transmission Gully is open and all the reports, certainly a pass mark. Now, one or two little things they say to watch out for, particularly the southern end of the merge. Again, back at that interchange, State Highway 59, essentially four lanes go into two quickly so just beware of that they say and one or two people have said there's still a little bit of loose chip around on the highway that's to be bedded in with the traffic essentially but apart from that it's flowing freely and a lot of positive comments about transmission gully certainly save a lot of time even getting towards the hut valley way this morning so roughly 10 minute changes it'll be interesting to see what it's like this afternoon and again through the weekend. But at the moment it is open. Lots of new web cameras as well on the NZTA web page to try and get used to. So take care. Apart from that, no other major problems through Hortofino Company, just the usual road works. No other problems apart from low cloud and fog in places this morning. So visibility could be fairly low, particularly top of Newlands Johnsonville. I can see yeah, fog there. And even into town looks like some low cloud through that area and one or two other spots, even on Transmission Gully this morning. So all looking good at the moment. Yay. If you're heading further north through the central North Island Desert Road, looks fairly nice through there this morning. Beautiful day. And again, maybe some low cloud over the Edimbotaka Hill Road. Thank you for those letting us know. Train services pretty much on schedule. Capital Connection, MetLink services on time this morning. 
Buses are good. See me, Chatham's got away this morning at 5 to 7. Wellington Airport on the big board. Looks like most flights showing us cancelled this morning. Lots and lots of cancelled for most of the morning with the fog. So just be wary of that. Could be some more interesting aircraft coming into Kapiti Coast Airport to divert. But at the moment, most flights at Wellington Airport showing us cancelled. But the ferries are on time. So that's all good at the moment. Commuter information up to the minute at Coast Access Radio, your local community access station. 12 minutes past seven. We might get Kelly Fox to have a bit of a chat about Transmission Gully. She's been on it. She's been on TV this morning as well. How do we get someone who's been on TV? Oh, I'll try. I know his secret number. Good morning. You're listening to my dad, Todd Zayner, on Coast Access Radio. Welcome back, traffic. Well, it's John Sebastian's birthday today, isn't it? Cotter. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Well, the names have all changed since you hung around. But those dreams have remained and they've turned around. Who'd have thought they'd lead you? Welcome back, Cotter. It's not John Sebastian's birthday. It's Gabe Kaplan, who was the star of that TV show with that theme. It's his birthday, 77 today. Quarter past seven, Coast Access Radio, Thursday, 31st of March. Todd Zayner for breakfast. Transmission Gully is open for business. Hooray. Open just before 1.30 this morning. And someone who's been on it already about 10 times is the administrator of the traffic updates. 
social media page. 65,000-odd people are on that. Traffic updates, Horta Fenable Company, Wellington, Kelly Fox. Have you had some sleep, Kelly? Uh, morning, Zaina. No, I, oh, I've had a couple of hours sleep, but, you know, sleep's for the week, and it's it's been 100 years in the making, so who can sleep on a day like this? Come even, on. <laughs> even, even more than 100 years. The 19th century, I know there have been reports that said, like, in the early 1900s, but it even goes back mm. further than that. I mean, that's quite something. Well, there you go. If, if there was enough insight back in those days to, to look forward and know that we need something like this, why has it taken so long? <laughs> Now, I know you've done all the serious interviews, but you know me, I'm not that serious. We've known each other a long time. So what's it, what's it like? It's actually pretty cool. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of talk online this morning in, in various parts of um, people complaining about a little bit of loose chip seal here and there, but um, that is all designed. It's all part of it. It's the last beating down of the chip seal into the, um, the road, so it's not as crazy as everyone makes out like it is they're saying oh it's like a marble pit it's really not no. um <laughs> so yeah it's um there's a you know uh, 27ks of course you're going to have you know a meter here or there of uh, you know a tiny one chip seal out of place or something someone's going to go oh you know but honestly it's, it's such a great road it's um it's already helping people get to work sooner uh whether they like that or not <laughs> but um yeah it's already helping helping out our region which is the main reason and um already seeing benefits and stuff too so so any other pit, any other pitfalls they're talking about the merge at the southern end yeah um i've got to admit when i come over at one thirty this morning um i was absolutely fully prepared for it so you know it's been a bit of a hot spot talking about that um obviously the design was changed um and you've got four lanes going down to three and then going from three down to two pretty quickly so as i came southbound through that interchange I was really prepared for the four lanes down to three, so I was watching that. But really quickly, like immediately, you go three lanes down to two, and that really caught me off guard. So just really watch um, where your lanes are and that sort of thing when you're coming south off of PG. Um, the only other part... No, I don't, that's pretty much the only thing really to look out for. Oh, and, and just the usual thing of, you know, giving the truckies a bit of room, especially going downhill. Um, you don't want, if you're overtaking a truck, you don't want to cut in. You want to leave them about 20 metres until you're pulling in front of them. So they've got a whole lot of tons behind them. They're heading downhill, um, you know, a road that's as steep as Nodonga Gorge. So they can't stop in a hurry to just, you know, have them in mind and give them a bit of space. That's good sensible advice. Have you grown up in the last few years? Oh, you've taught me well. It's taken a while. <laughs> I haven't taught you anything. I haven't taught you anything. Tell me, is it is it well lit um, in you know night time, for example, when you drive a lot of highways? There are no lights. Are there lights all the way on it, or what's the story? Yes. Um, so it was very very foggy this morning, and in fact, it still is quite foggy um, in Wellington. I'm just standing here in Kandala, looking out across my street, and it's very foggy. Um, but yeah, it's it's lit up for the most part. Um, there are sections of it, like any other stretch of road um, or highway, that you know, in the darkness. But I mean. It's a road of national significance, so the wide, the four lanes, you've got your wire rope, medium barriers, you've got your shoulders, that sort of thing. So it is, yeah, it, it's nice and smooth to drive on, that sort of thing, and, and safe. It feels safe. That's the main thing. Yeah, you, know, you don't feel like, oh, gosh, it's a bit narrow here or anything like that. There's so much room to move. And, you know, they're, um, I think they're reviewing the speed limit to see if they're going to put it up to 110 k's eventually. And, I mean, it's designed for that, and it can work at that. So... We'll see. Already a couple of tickets, I see, have been issued. Oh, my, yes. In the first hour, apparently, there were a couple. 
I mean, yeah, I was speaking to um, one of the engineers who actually designed this road, and he was saying it is going to be one, uh, sorry, the most policed road in New Zealand, uh, in the North Island, for mm. the next uh, three or four weeks. Um, and that's not the police out there trying to get revenue, obviously. They're just obviously there to be present, just to make sure, um, you know, everyone's feeling safe. And obviously it's a new road. A lot of people are going to be distracted in part. So I don't know about you, but driving along, if I see a cop, um, you know, I feel a little bit safer that he's sort of there slowing people down or, you know, just awareness, that sort of thing. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. If you're breaking the law, you deserve to get caught so overall, thumbs up from you and lots of great comments on your Facebook page, Kelly. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's been really cool. I mean, obviously, more than anything, I'm a, I'm a resident just like everyone else around here. And, um, well, you can even probably even say yourself, you know, generations above us have, have been saying, oh, you know, I wonder when Transmission Gully started, and, and here it is, we've got it. So we've got to make the most of it. It's, it's been a long time coming. It's going to be worth every penny in so many aspects, so many ways. Um, so let's just, yeah, get on with it and enjoy it. Go for a blat. Let me know how it goes. Yeah, I will. We will indeed. And like Kelly's Facebook page, Traffic Updates, Horta Fenable Company, Wellington. How are your stickers doing, Kelly? <laughs> I've got a few next door to you in Mahata Place. <laughs> <laughs> That's Probably good. need to get a few more out on a few more company cars, I think. <laughs> yeah, Joe and Joy. Go and get a sticker for a dollar. That's great value. Help Kelly and the team out. The traffic page, traffic updates. <sighs> Well, this day has come. Congratulations for what you've done, letting everyone know you've been on TV this morning, you've been on radio, and you've managed finally to come on this radio station. So well done, Kelly. It's about time. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I've got to spread myself around. You know how it is. <laughs> yeah, we're delighted. Thanks, Fox. Thanks for having me, Zaina. Hey. Have a good day. Hey, Kelly Fox there, star of TV, radio, and everything else, Transmission Gully, all open for business. So use it and use it correctly. Please. 22 minutes past seven. We'll catch up with Nigel Hopkins in just a moment. Coast Access Radio for this Thursday, 31st of March. Blimey, the last day of the first quarter of 2022 is gone. It's time. Time to get your shed-dried firewood sorted. It's time. Shed-dry gum, pine, old man, mac. It's time. Coastal Landscape Supplies Waikanae can also deliver. It's time. They also have sacks of kindling and pine cones in store too. It's time. Call today or check them out online. It's time. Coastal Landscape Supplies Waikanae. Shed-dry firewood available now. It's time. 23 minutes past seven it is at Coast Access Radio. Another nice looking day. I'm just looking out. Oh, it looks like there is a bit of low cloud again through the Rautarangi Channel. It's still a bit dark, though, at this stage. Foggy conditions. Most flights in and out of Wellington Airport showing is cancelled at the moment, so be wary of that. Despite all the low cloud and fog, Nigel Hopkins has found his way in the studio. Morning, Nigel. Mm, I came by the transmission gully. Did you? Yeah. You haven't been on it yet. They opened it, well, Kelly said one twenty-six this mm, morning. That's right. It opened up, so a little yeah. earlier than it was anticipated, but that's fair enough. Oh, they gave a fair indication yesterday or last, last night that it was going to be open at that hour. Well, they said yeah. two or three Fair enough, it makes no difference it's open. No. But they've got a cloud at the top of the hill there, apparently. Well, that's fairly normal. Yeah, but they've got the old speed signs in saying slow down or whatever. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, no, that's good news. I'm going to use it later today. 
Oh, yeah, I'll go down over it today, most probably. Oh, good stuff. So I'll give it a go. So, so marvellous, really. Oh. It's here, finally. It'll now, be you... here forever, so that's it. Like, more or less. Did you figure out who owes who with you and Chris Turver? Well, I'm talking to Chris tomorrow morning. Oh, I see. Hmm. You still haven't figured it out. Figured yeah. it, out. it was a bit, uh, I thought it felt wrong. He was one of the instigators of you know, getting it going, and he was never invited down to the ceremony yesterday. But that's the way it goes. I don't suppose Winnie Laban was there either. Nathan Guy was. I know he yeah, was there. I saw there. him there on they, television last night. They turned the sod. When they actually started the thing, it was John Key, I think, that in 2014 when they turned the sod. I wonder whether John Key was there. I don't think he was there. Oh, he'd be overseas somewhere, I should imagine. I'd be in Hawaii. Yeah. Probably. He'd just sort out the ANZ bank problems, I think. Yeah, right. Yeah. In Hawaii. They don't have fog. They have vog. Vog. With a, with a V. That's, that's a real thing, apparently. It's volcanic. Volcanic ash mixing with... The low cloud, right? Like smog, but it's vog. Really, I'm just going through that new. They've given us two guides in the paper. Yeah. <laughs> it's just quite, quite one, a weird one for each eye. It's very colourful too. It's very nice. Yeah, it's a great incentive to get the Dominion today, yeah, isn't it? It's uh, going to be a historical piece of paper in years to come. I think so. Yeah. So you're saying don't wrap the don't veggies. Don't wrap your fish and chips in it. Or, no, that's or right. Don't put it under the budgie cage. I can never follow these plans that they've got here. You've got to drive on it to work it out which way you're going to go. Well, it's basically what? Just the three on-ramps and on-off-ramps? Oh, I don't know, Toddy. I I, yeah. yeah, but I mean, Anyhow. you're there. Once really? you get to Poro Parts and you can get the exchange uh, interchange there and head off to all sorts of places. Yeah, well, it sounds it sounds like the southern end where you've got the merge again with State Highway 59, and it's a bit like the merge at the bottom of the Nolonga Gorge. I think what they need to do, and I'm no expert at this, State Highway 59 is now the supplementary road in from from Portidua, right? Where you've got two lanes, and then you've got the two lanes of Transmission Gully. I think they need to merge the two lanes from State Highway 59 into one lane ah. prior to it merging. Ah, right. Would that, make, would that make sense? Because there's going to be a lot less traffic on that road now. Right, yeah. Sort of Mana Esplanade. I wonder whether they continue with the clearways. And the other thing, I should have asked Kelly about this as well. I wonder whether they're going to continue closing Paikakariki Hill Road. They don't need to anymore. Don't need to any longer, do they? No, they just no. leave it open on a Friday afternoon. Yeah. Well, you can walk home here. So you've got new walking tracks to be built as part of the Transmission Gully project. So that'll give you something to walk on. A lot of people suggesting, you know, there should be cycleways and so on. Well, it's a motorway, so there won't be... Yeah. Cyclists got a flighty's road to Battle Hill track, the Pawatahanui Pass, yeah, Battle be... Hill Farm to Paikakariki. Yeah, so that'll be nice walks around there. Yeah, lots of oh, questions. Look at the views of Kapiti Island. That oh yeah, top. marvelous. Mm. Just beware though as you drive. Don't stop at the top <laughs> as you're coming northbound and go. Oh look at that! No, you can't stop on the motorway. Make sure you got petrol in your car tank too. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point because mm. it is a motorway and there's no petrol stations, no, petrol. no shops or anything like that. And they but said they will be using more petrol going up the hill than normal. So if you're a little bit low, you think, oh, I'll make it, I'll make it. You might not. Yeah, but it'll balance itself out because you won't have the stop start, will you, with traffic lights no, right. and so on and, and mm. going at one speed and another speed and so on. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's quite an engineering feat. Oh, amazing engineering feat. When I you, mean, these bridges are just out of this world. Yeah. Yeah, and just leafing through that. Oh, you got through all that now, so... Well, I'm just going to really study it when I get home. Yeah, the Transmission Gully. It's called the Transmission Gully Your Guide. Your Guide, yep. Yeah. We've got two of them for some reason radar in the paper today. Yeah. Well, the radar system are first for New Zealand, so right. that's something new, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, the Aussie cricketers made short work of West Indies, which was expected to be, but good game again today. I'm hoping, possibly, that England will get through. 
Because I think England's the only team that will ch- challenge Australia. South Africa have been a little more consistent, though. Yeah. Isn't that? Yeah. yeah Australia were just... They were just streets ahead. Yeah, well, the bowling, if you'd seen the bowling of the West Indies in the first few overs, as I say, you could have hit the ball for six every time. (laughs) Me? Yeah. Thanks. Never mind, that's the way it goes. Mm, They're lucky to get the game uh, played yesterday. Basin Reserve was Basin Sunshine later in the day, but you couldn't see the buildings outside Basin Reserve. Yeah, I was surprised (laughs) they got that going. Mm. All Whites look like they're going through in their final as well. 2-0, 3-0, whatever it is. Oh, good. All right. At the moment. Anything else? You haven't given me the pinch and the punch. Well, about to, but you're busy talking. Oh, right. Uh, Pinch and the punch, last of the month, the 31st of March. You see, no one does that, the last of the month. It's it's the first of the month. It's the tax year finished, isn't it? uh, Isn't it? Yeah, I suppose you're right. Right. New tax year, new financial year starting tomorrow. Right. And speaking of finances, I see public transport fares halve, Mm. don't they, tomorrow? I get a pay rise tomorrow, too. Along with a load more superannuitants. Oh, right. Yes. It's linked to inflation. That's right. Essentially, isn't it? Yeah. Forget how much it is. You know what? Fair enough, too. You know, people say, oh, pensioners and so on shouldn't be getting all that. Fair enough. You deserve it, Nigel. Oh, do we? Oh, good. I'll make you Prime Minister next year. I'm entitled to be now, I suppose, I'm, yeah. as a citizen. You're just thinking of yourself in four or five years' time, getting the gold card and superannuation. Don't mm. tell anyone. Don't That's tell right, anyone. Is that the Capital Connection? No, it's no. the... Oh, it's the... the buzzer in there. How oh, right. the roof go yesterday? Oh, my Mara Gallery. Yeah, it's looking, it's looking good. They've got a bit of long run on on the southern end. Yeah. So it's all, No, there's a train there now. I can hear it's it rumbling. Yeah. There is a uh, sea fog out there. This, yeah, there is some sea fog. All right. Mm. all right, lovely. We'll hear more from you soon. Nigel Hopkins, who had local sport word of the day. We'll check the birthday list in today in History Coast Access Radio. Transmission Gully Day, the 31st of March, going down in history. Hooray. It's all open for business. Standing by for our 7.30 news. An Auckland Council member says the pandemic has been extremely hard on Pacific community and mourns it's not over yet. This is despite case numbers going down in Auckland and restrictions around using vaccine passes and QR codes easing from Tuesday morning. Otara Papatoetoe Local Board Chair Upulu Reza Otangavaya says Pacifica have borne the brunt of cases, hospitalizations and deaths, so we still need to take extra precautions. It's been hard spiritually and mentally and emotionally. I myself, well, I've just had two elderly people in our family buried and it's been really hard trying to keep our distance. But in the long run, it will benefit us. So as specific people, I know that it's hard to sacrifice now, but we can protect our elderly even more and those that are vulnerable are worth it in the long run. Outgoing Labour MP Louisa Wall is expected to deliver her valedictory speech on the 14th of April, wrapping up 14 years in politics. Her departure on the 1st of May could see the possibility of another Pacific MP in Parliament. Mangere Otahuhu local board chair Lemonga Lydia Sosene is next in line, but she may need to relinquish her local board position to take on the new job. And the focus has been on COVID infections, but Pacific doctors are warning parents to look out for other health concerns in their children. Pacifica have higher rates of rheumatic fever, which can lead to heart disease and cause lifelong damage. Alliance Health Plus Clinical Director Dr. Hina Mahal Dutui says that early detection is the key. 
some of our people might have heard of strep throat and it's after they have this throat infection they could probably recover and like about four to five weeks later they actually get the symptoms that may cause rheumatic fever but the sore throat itself is easily treated. So I guess the importance is that anytime your child has a sore throat, we'd like you to get them treated. And the team of Pacific clinicians and MIQ nurses from New Zealand have helped uh, to bolster New Year's COVID response. The Pacific Medical Association team was in New Year when their first case of COVID-19 arrived. New Year currently has six active cases, all isolating in their homes as they are asymptomatic. PMA CEO Debbie Sorensen says they were able to share best practice measures to keep new ends safe. Our team was there to review the processes at the airport, processes in quarantine, and also do training for staff around PPE equipment swabbing. The team that went included a new GP, three nurses who have been working in MIQ facilities in New Zealand for the last two years, and a team leader who has actually recently been working in Auckland Regional Public Health. And to sports and football, the All Whites and Solomon Islands are battling it out in the final of the Oceania World Cup qualifying tournament in Qatar. The winner of this match will advance to the June playoff for place at this year's World Cup. New Zealand is currently leading 2-0. For more, you can visit pmnnews.co.nz. Assisted living in a Ryman retirement village makes life easier. And best of all, it frees up time for doing the things you love. We'll take care of your midday meal and housekeeping while you enjoy spending more time on your passions and hobbies, while staying connected to others in the community. To find out about our available one-bedroom service departments at Charles Fleming Village, call Wendy on 293 1390. Post Access Radio Weather, courtesy of the Dominion Post. Good morning, 26 to 8. It is sunrise time for Thursday, the 31st of March. Fine weather again for Horta Whenua and Kapiti today. Just a bit of morning cloud and light winds. 21 for Kapiti, 24 in Horta Whenua today. We had 24 yesterday in the region, 12 overnight tonight. Tomorrow it'll be April Fool's. Day pinch and a punch tomorrow, becoming cloudy with a shower or two from morning with a fresh southerly change. 19 to 22 expected in the region tomorrow. And the weekend at this stage looking dry, partly cloudy southerlies dying in 20, partly cloudy light winds 21 on Sunday. Into Wellington, low cloud or fog in the morning, clearing to fine by afternoon, light winds, then northerlies developing towards evening. 21 in the capital today and one were too fine apart from morning clouds. Southeast breezes dying out in the morning. 24. No gale warnings out to sea for our inshore waters or Cook Strait. The situation a low to the northeast of the country is moving slowly east while a ridge currently covers the South Island. Front moves northeast over the South Island late today and during tomorrow, followed by another ridge Saturday and Sunday. No significant swell out to sea, just a slight sea. Next tide will be high, 10 past 10. Low tide at about 20 past four, and the sun is up. It'll be a minute later tomorrow, and come Monday, it'll be earlier because we go back to New Zealand standard time over the weekend. So sun is up, 7.35 tomorrow. Sunset will be at a quarter past seven. Fine and mostly clear. Yes, that low cloud at the moment seems to be blanketing the Rotorangi Channel.
between the mainland and Kapiti Island this morning. Just a very, very light east nor'easter, four or five kilometres per hour. Pressure steady at 1,017, 97% humidity. 12 degrees, Pukadua Bay and Paikakariki, 11 for Otaki, 10.5 in Levin, and Foxton and Shannon showing 13. Wellington, low cloud and foggy patches with a light nor'wester, 12.5. Why can I also 12.5 in Poroporamu? It's 10 degrees. Transmission Gully is open if you're heading south of Poroporamu this morning and flowing freely. No major problems at all this morning. Could be one or two areas of poor visibility with the low cloud around the Wellington area. They were talking about the top of the Wainui Saddle and towards Pawatahanui way more the southern end. So just be wary of that. Some people are saying still a little bit of loose chip around, but that'll bed in when the traffic goes through. Apart from that, no other problems this morning. Just watch the merge, as Kelly said, at the southern end where you go Basically back four lanes essentially go into two State Highways 59 and State Highway 1 at the southern end by Linden this morning. But apart from that, nothing else, no crashes or accidents at this stage. Foggy into town this morning if you're heading southbound. Newlands, Johnsonville Way and traffic, well, moderate coming in from the Hutt Valley in Petoni this morning. Moderate flows going down Nauronga Gorge at this stage. So, so far, so good for you. Enjoy the journey. On Transmission Gully, new web cameras on the NZTA webpage. Further north, beautiful day through the central North Island Desert Road area. Bit of low cloud over the Tucker Hill Road. We'll keep in touch through the morning. Train services sounded like the Capital Connection went through pretty much on time. Metlink uh, running close enough to timetable this morning. Again, they say expect some disruptions with staff shortages this afternoon again due to covid Local buses are fine. Simei Chatham's got away this morning from Kapiti Coast Airport at 5 to 7 this morning. Still shows as scheduled. Maybe some other diverted flights coming in and out like they were yesterday. Now, Wellington Airport, most flights by the looks of things showing as cancelled for the next few hours. Wow, most flights. Um, one or two getting away, but not too many. Air Chatham's and Sounds Air at 9 o'clock. That's about it. But most of the Air New Zealand flights all showing us cancelled. A lot of them couldn't come in to Wellington yesterday. So as a result, they're not here. So just be wary of that, please. Ferry sailings, Blue Ridge and Inter-Islander sailing to time. So there's our commuter information up to the minute at Coast Access Radio, your local community access station for Thursday, 31st of March, Transmission Gully Day. 22 to 8, we'll have a look at our schedules and programs. Nigel's local sport not too far away for this Thursday. You're listening to Todd Zayner for breakfast on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. Now Miss Nancy Ann ran a boarding house with a faded sign that read Single rooms for single girls, no men allowed, it said. But rumor had it that a gentleman with a yen for love for a fee could always go to Nancy Ann's for some feminine company. Well, one night in June in the billiard room, I was chalking up with a friend. He was set to break when the door burst open and Leo James rushed in. He yelled, there's a fire that's just broke out and it's down at Nancy Ann. So we dropped our cues on the pool room floor and into the street we ran. Though the flames were hot and the smoke was thick, not a single life was lost. And the reason for the blaze was never found. 
But it long will be remembered in our local history As the fire that fairly scandalized the town The night Miss Nancy Ann's hotel for single girls burned down When we got to the place, the front was ablaze, and so was the second floor. So we cut around the side and up the alley and stopped beside the back door. We were catching our breath when the door flew open and knocked poor Leo flat. And out through the smoke ran Mayor Wills wearing nothing but a black silk hat. And right behind him with his shirt tail of fire came the local chief of police. And Banker Jones with a red-haired girl he always called his niece. Then I spied Miss Nancy Ann herself, helping someone out of the fire. Her arm around the red bald head of old Judge McIntyre. A deacon, a dentist, a deputy sheriff, and one state congressman. The county physician, the city mortician, out through the flames they ran. The grand parade of girls in gowns and half-clad gentlemen. Through thick gray smoke that sweetly smelled of French perfume and gin. Though the flames were hot and the smoke was thick, not a single life was lost. And the reason for the blaze was never found. But it long will be remembered in our local history as the fire that fairly scandalized the town. The night Miss Nancy Ann's hotel for single girls burned down. Now everybody was out of the girls' hotel by the time the roof caved in. We were heading back to the billiard hall when Leo turned to my friend. He said, I believe that's the funniest show I've ever seen in town. The so-called elite caught out in the street with their pompous purity down. Though the flames were hot and the smoke was thick, not a single life was lost. And the reason for the blaze was never found. But it alone will be remembered in our local history as the fire that fairly scandalized the town. The night Miss Nancy Ann's hotel for single girls burned down. Ah, Tex Williams, the night Miss Nancy Ann's hotel for single girls burned down. That's the official title of the song. 18 to 8, Coast Access Radio for Thursday morning. Todd Zayner for breakfast, local sport word of the day coming. Check the birthday list in today in history for you. Still that low cloud hanging around parts of the Wellington region, but a low cloud also in between the mainland and Kapiti Island through the channel. Finger of it extending on the Rautorangi Channel area. Transmission gully running smoothly this morning. Most people are saying it's marvelous, fantastic. What an engineering feat! I haven't driven across it yet. I'm looking forward to that later today. Just an amazing feat of engineering, so congratulations, everyone. It's there. Use it. Use it well. Use it safely and legally, please. 17 to 8. Oh, a reminder, Kapiti Arts and Crafts Society, Kapiti Gallery, have their new exhibition, which opened last week, didn't it? The Jewellery Group Exhibition with guest artist, photographer Vicky Brandt. Carpety Gallery open again today, Matt High Road, 192 Matt High Road, Ramadi Beach, between 10 and 3 Thursdays to Sundays. Free entry for that. Thank you, Pauline, for letting us know. And in the background here, you might hear some Haydn. I think Haydn was born on this date. 
we know these things. Checking our schedules and programs, normally on a Thursday you'd hear the boss with the morning show, but he's not here today, so you got me carrying on till nine. After 11, DW's World in Progress program. Get in the Garden with Philippa Foe's Lamb, Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers at 12.30 today. The Golden Hour radio show, that's always interesting to hear it too. And our secret 70s town and country Aotearoa still on hold as Eddie recuperates. So our secret 70s at 3 today. Aidan Tavendale with his TV themes at 5.30. Reflections from the Torch Trust at 6.30. Sounds of Praise at 7. Focus on Faith. Purupurambi Baptist at 7.30. Graham Stevens presents his great program at 9. And our Wallace Trickett Walls Hit and Miss at 10 tonight. And from the archives, Bevan Gibson's Ivory Melodies at 11. More details on the website, coastaccessradio.org.nz. Enjoy. Coming up to a quarter to eight. Time for our local sport for today. A bit to tell us about. Thanks to Bohanna Motors in Waikanae. That's next. Bohanna Motors, mobile service station, 24 Main Road, Waikanae, have been serving their community for 41 years and counting. And it's a service that counts. Whether it's on the forecourt, in the workshop or in store, the team at Bohanna Motors will keep you moving. They pump diesel, 98, 91, have rock gas, LPG vehicle and bottle fill service. They stock century vehicle batteries, tyre sales and repairs, an MTA approved workshop and warrant of fitness inspections, a convenience store and even trailer hire too. For forecourt friendliness, car care and the extra mile with a smile, stop at Bohanna Motors, keeping the service in service station. Phone 293-6455. And yes, they are definitely open despite all the roadworks going on in and around Waikanae at the moment. Local sport is here for the state, Nigel. Yeah, thanks to Bohanna Motors. Looking at Bowles News and the annual North versus South tournament faced off yesterday in great conditions at the Levin Bowling Club. Always fierce but friendly competition makes the day. Around 45 women and men took the, to the greens and the results in the women's game... Team North won eight games, 172 ends plus 19. The South had eight games, 167 ends minus 19. And in the men, the South won 13 games, 194 ends plus 86. And the North just won three games, 162 ends minus 86. So the overall result, South won the trophy, 21 games, 361 ends plus 67. The North, 11 games, 334 minus 67. Now, Cricket and Horofanoa Kapiti Cricket Association has its girls-only festival evenings coming up tomorrow night, April 5 to 7 p.m. at the Horofanoa Basil Netton Indoor Facility and Thursday 7th of April, 5 to 7 p.m. at the Paraparumi Domain. Now, the association says it is not too late to register for their first year girls' festival. The first hour will be filled with fun, games and prizes. The second hour will have food and refreshments available. Now, if you'd like to join, contact Abby King today, 027-959-5956. And the Horofanoa Kapiti Association held their biggest and best North vs South Day yet. The annual North vs South Festival Day saw 74 boys and girls from year 6-8 converge on Levin's Donnelly Park. I'm not sure who won, but North or South, but that was just a byproduct of such a successful day. And a final weekend of cricket coming up with two of the pathway teams in action on Saturday and Sunday. And prize giving is just around the corner. And winter training awaits after everyone has a break. 
Now, the Summer 5K Series, the 11th and final event in the Kapiti and Tri Running Club's Summer 5K Series, was held in Gunten From the Romantic Boundary Tap and Kitchen, 39 runners and joggers and walkers faced the starter, and in the 5K run, Elvig Buso was first in 17 minutes 50 seconds, Luke Anderson, 18.17, Tom Mockton, 18 minutes 44, and Leon Goodwin, 20 minutes 5 seconds, Oscar Goodwin, 20 minutes 11. And the first woman was Lucy Lawler, 21 minutes 32 seconds, Carolyn Nelson, 21.48, and Renee Cresser, 23.10. And the walkers saw Graham Fountain, 37 minutes 44 seconds for the 5K, Jocelyn Fountain, 37.45, Brian Nelson, 42 minutes 10 seconds, and Sarah Begby, 43 minutes and 6 seconds. Another successful season, and it looks as if it will be once again held at the end of this year. And in football, talking about the end of uh, summer events, the Levin AFC play their twilight finals tonight, and what should be an exciting finish to a well-organised event over many weeks. Now, at 5.40 tonight, playing off for third and fourth in the social A grade, on field one will be the Scramble Legs versus the Dominators. Field three, the Tumbleweeds versus Show Us Your Pink Bits, and the social B grade playing off for third and fourth. And in the grand finals, playing for first and second at 6.20, in the soccer first grade group, Lions Red play the Colts. The social A grade, Balotelli Tubbies play the hard to pick. In the social B grade block, it, uh, oh, sorry, in the social B grade block it like it hot versus hard cases. And to finish off the 2021 season affected by COVID, the Levin AFC Colts had a 4-0 win in the weekend over RSM Marist Rangers Palmerston North in the final to take the Bill Dyer Trophy. Scorers for Levin were James Potter, another James, oh James, and B. Rainham. That's your local sports news for Thursday, 31st of March, here on Coast Access Radio. All those names again. Yeah, some great names, eh? Yeah, we had a quiz team a while ago mm. um, that used the name of William Shatner, yeah. And pants as well. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very good. Doing something in his pants. Yeah. If you say it fast, yeah. it sounds, yeah. Very good. That'll be a good night up there tonight. Lovely night, weather-wise. Yeah, weather will be perfect mm. for it. So well done, everyone who's winding up the season. Just a reminder again, I know you mentioned this the other day about uh, club rugby and so on. It was supposed to start this weekend, yeah. but it's put off another weekend That's now. Right. It's not starting this weekend, right? Yeah. It's because Levin Wanderers are pulled out. Yeah. Okay. Right, now we know. Thank you. All right, word of the day, please. Egregious. What? Egregious. Egregious. E-G-R-E-G-I-O-U-S. Egregious. Hmm. Means obviously or noticeably bad. Mm. In fact, outstandingly bad or shocking. Yeah. It is an egregious breach of the theatre etiquette to not shut off one's cell phone during the performance. That's uh-huh. oh, egregious. Yeah. Oh, it's egregious. Now, an archaic meaning, though, is different, completely opposite. It means remarkably good. Oh. And it's sometimes confused with Gregory. Uh, Gregory. Excited Greg. Gregarious. Greg. 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 Which is of a person fond of company or sociable. So, egregious is the word. Wow. comes from a Latin word meaning distinguished or eminent. It was once a compliment to someone who had a remarkably good quality that placed him or her above others. Today, the meaning of the word is noticeably less complimentary, possibly as a result of ironic use of its original sense. Like my, like my wardrobe. Yeah, it could be outstandingly bad or shocking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's good. But archaic-wise, it might mean remarkably good. Yeah, see, there you go. Yeah. There you go. So you can see why people have trouble with learning English when you have conf- uh, confusing uh, meanings of words. What's well, like flammable and inflammable? Don't they mean the same thing? If something's inflammable and flammable, 
It means they catch fire very easily. Yeah. They both mean the same thing, don't they? Right. Okay. Just Good. testing you there. Mm. All right. Thank you. Wonderful. Agrarian. Yeah. It's a bit yeah. of a word, isn't it? Always keeping in style. Nigel Hopkins with a word of the day. Coast Access Radio, nine minutes to eight. Right, we'll check the birthday list in today in history for this 31st of March in just a moment. Incontinence. A lot of people have problems with it, especially nighttime incontinence, but no one talks about it. Anzacare does. They understand. Sleep is incredibly important, but when you or a family member has an incontinence issue, it can disrupt your sleep as well as the psychological effects. Relax. There are an amazing array of products that will help. Located right in Mahara Place, why can I? Dry Sleeper at Anzacare next to the old library. Or you can search Dry Sleeper or Anzacare online to find their website. Dry Sleeper by Anzacare products are not going to let you down. Eco-friendly, reusable, designed in New Zealand by a New Zealand-owned company. They're a great investment. If you are over the extra washing and need a product that is really absorbent, soft and discreet, visit Dry Sleeper by Anzacare. They care. Right, eight minutes to eight it is Coast Access Radio this last day of March today. Happy birthday if it is your day and date today. You say it's the last day of the financial year for some business. Mm, tax March year. March the 31st, yeah. March the 31st tax yeah. year. Yeah, well, well. All right. Put your taxes in, I suppose. Mm. Happy birthday. No one in the book today? No, no one. No one on the book today, no. 31st. We're quiet here. That's all right. Yep. There's a few on the rich and famous list today. I mentioned Haydn, Joseph Haydn, mm. the composer. State 1732. The actor Ewan McGregor is 51. I didn't realize he was that old. 51. Our all-black hooker, Cody Taylor. It's his yep. birthday today. Yep. He's 31. I got him. Former Vice President Al Gore. Should have been president. That's another story. It's 74 today. You fan of the group ACDC, Nige? I can see you there with the air guitar. Well, most probably. Thunder. Angus Young. He was the guy who used to dress up in the school uniform. Hmm. He's 67 today. I used to play that ACDC when there was uh, the sevens at the stadium. Got the crowd really buzzing. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. It. Or something like that. Right. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mentioned uh, Gabe Kaplan. He was Mr. Cotter and Welcome Back Cotter. Mm-hmm. 77 today. Rhea Perlman. She was in Cheers. She was Carla in Cheers. Oh, she yes. was funny, wasn't she? Cheers is still on. Yep. She was married to Danny DeVito <laughs> once upon a time. Good show, that. 74. Today, Shirley Jones, she was in the Partridge family. All right. Um, Rene Descartes, he was a famous philosopher. Was he the one, I think, therefore I am. I drink, therefore I am, born on this date. And the guy who gave us the Bunsen burner oh. as well. What's his name? R.W. Von Bunsen. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a hot guy. Yeah. Born on this date, 1811. Anyone else? Well, there's loads of them. You mentioned one composer. What about uh, Sebastian Bach? Oh, I've got him. He was born this day. Was yeah. he? It was indeed. German composer, 18, 1685. Lots of people. Richard Chamberlain, remember him? He's oh, 88 yes. and still going strong. Dr. Yeah. Kildare. Oh, yes. He got the right medicine. Herb Albert, 87 today, still going strong. Yes. I've got him Rod, singing in a moment. Oh, yeah. Rod Allen. He's the group with the fortunes. You've got your troubles. Oh, right. Mick Ralphs, 78. Matt the Hoople. Mott the Hoople. Mott the Hoople. Mott the Hoople, yeah. isn't it? Mott the yeah. Hoople. Yeah. Old Nickel, 76. He was with the group The Turtles. Yeah. As well, he's uh, 76. He's still going uh, strong as well. Mm-hmm. Dwight Eisenhower's born this day. Al Gore, did you mention him? No, I've mentioned Al Gore. 1974. Oh, I've got Eisenhower. Yeah. Yeah. And Sean Hopper, 69, still going strong with Huey Lewis and the News. Oh, right. Thank you. 
There we are. So you've got lots of music to play between 8 and 9 today with all those birthdays. You have to remind me again. Right. I forgot all about it. That's a special day today, though, in history, isn't it? Is it? Mm. Why? Eiffel Tower Day today. Oh, yes. It's funny you say that. I I do have some (coughs) information about that. It was basically opened, wasn't it, Mm. on on this date? What year? 1880-something. It was for the World... 1889. Yeah. World Fair. Wasn't it a world show or something like that? Something like that. It was supposed to be dismantled. Ah, right. After that, it was uh, going to go to San Francisco, wasn't it, or, or L.A.? Yeah, somewhere like that. They built something else over there instead. Something, something like that. It was b- uh, named after the architect, of course, Alexandre mm. Gustave Eiffel. Mm. Mm. Thank you for that. This date, seventeen seventy, Captain Cook left New Zealand, heading he? west. Apparently, did he get home? Well, no, he didn't. Right. <laughs> we we know what happened. Right. In Hawaii, Dalai Lama was granted political asylum in India. This date, nineteen fifty nine. Uh, what else? He crossed the border into India, didn't he, to get away from Yeah, indeed. Weber. A sad day for Sir Edmund Hillary on this date, 1975. His wife and daughter were killed when their light plane crashed. They were flying up towards Mount Everest to, to meet him over there. Oh, right. In Nepal. That was what year was that? 1975. Right. Got oh, that there. Can't remember that one. Mm. Oklahoma, the musical, opened on Broadway this date. Oh. In 19... 19- 43, and the Latino pop star Selena, Selena Perez, was shot dead by the president of her own fan club in this date in 1995. Right. That's very sad. Anything else? We got daylight saving on Saturday night or Sunday morning, whichever you prefer, but 1918, daylight saving time went into effect throughout the United States for the first time. Mm. 1918. Did they ever turn their clocks back again? Well, they do, yeah. Oh, they do. But they've gone right. forward again right. for this season already. And the, the program that you liked, mm-hmm. The Love Boat, celebrated the 200th episode of The Love Boat on oh. this day in 1985. <laughs> that was a good program too, wasn't it? It was. It was really interesting watching all the celebrities <laughs> and so on, seeing who was on it. You could just watch that bit and yeah. go, nah, forget it. A lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah. Now, you mentioned Herb Alpert, right, yes. having a birthday today. Mm. So there's only one song where he actually sings. Oh. Herb Alpert, 87 today. I didn't know he sung. Yeah, he did. Right. He, he did. He sings a, a, a wee bit, so we might play Why not? Some, some of that, eh, to, yeah. to the news. So let's hear Herb Alpert sing on his 87th birthday today. Thank you. Oh, you're here tomorrow for me, aren't you? I am. Tomorrow and Monday. Uh, All uh, going you, well. You miss out on April Fool's with me, Nigel. <laughs> uh, yeah. so, so let's hear Herb Alpert sing on his birthday. So Tell me now, is it so? 
This program is made with assistance from New Zealand on air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand on air.